Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 199 of this Daily Study Podcast. Apologies for yesterday as uh, an episode wasn't up, um, uploaded. It was recorded, ready to go, uh, but I obviously just uh, just forgot to basically upload it. Uh, so today you'll get two episodes, one for yesterday and one for today. I do recommend you listen to yesterday's episode first. That's episode 198 as it's marked on the episode list. Uh, because we do we deal with the background and context of Doctrine and Covenants section 78 and today we're going to dive into Doctrine and Covenants 78 so uh, I'm not going to go really into the context of this now of that now otherwise it will take away time that we could have diving into this section so please do pause and listen to yes uh, to the previous episode that came out before this as well um, and when, once you listen to that come back here and uh, we'll dive into this section. So here we go, uh, Doctrine Covenant 78 within Doctrine Covenant 77 and uh, 80 for this week. Uh, we begin uh, with an interesting verse, and actually I found the first um, 10 verses or so really interesting, uh, well, considering the context we spoke about yesterday. It says in verse 3, For verily I say unto you, the time has come and is now at hand, and behold and lo, it must needs be that there is an organisation of my people in regulating and establishing the affairs of the storehouse for the poor of my people, both in this place and in the land of Zion. So the Lord is saying here to the leaders of the church, now you need to organise this effort that we've set up with the bishop's storehouse, uh, with the idea and the principles of consecration. It needs to be in an organized manner. Um, and he is, of course, referring at this particular stage to the program of the United Firm. And as we spoke about yesterday, that program will change over time. The law of tithing will come in. Uh, consecrate, the principles of consecration will stay in place. Uh, but there's further things down the road, such as fast offerings, uh, the perpetual education fund, um, the missionary funds, and all of these things that we, we have as a church. Um, as well as the service that we render, uh, that will make up our law of consecration today. But uh, for them, at that time, it was a, a requ required that they had the United Firm. Um, Marion G. Romney uh, said this, quote, Though this organisation, through this organisation, a certain equality in earthly things was to be obtained in order that the saints might be equal in the bonds of heavenly things, and the church was unable to stand independence above all other creatures beneath the celestial world. Keep in mind that this organisation was to be built around a storehouse from which the needs of the poor among the Lord's people were to be supplied. Some folk regard this as a menial temporal activity, but the Lord said it, its purpose was to advance the cause which the saints had espoused for the salvation of men and to the glory of their Father in heaven. He thus associated it with his, highest, with his loftiest endeavour, that of bringing to pass the immortality and eternal life of men, close quote. Really important point there, I thought, by Marion G. Romney, about how this is a very temporal and physical thing that's being developed here, but it was necessary for the spiritual development of the saints as well. Um, in fact, in verse 5, it says, that you may be equal in the bonds of heavenly things, yea, and earthly things also, for the obtaining of heavenly things, and in verse 6, for if you are not equal in earthly things, you cannot be equal in obtaining heavenly things. And I think that right there is the important principle. Now, in today's world, we don't have this principle that we literally give everything and everything is equally given out. Um, and that'll be for a number of reasons. However, um, 
The idea that we need to give freely and willingly is such an important principle. There was a great article in this uh, this month's Enzyme, which I may refer back to, uh, about how the opportunity to give fast offerings and other offerings like that is actually something we probably don't talk about often enough or encourage or teach about. Because I know for myself, you know, I'm, and I'm sure as I was growing up, fast offering was referred to uh, many things like that. But I guess I didn't really see the vision of it, I suppose, until I was a bit older uh, in, into my own, um, you know, with my, my family of my own. Um, but actually, you know, thinking about it and pondering on it is the way that we represent and show our dedication to supporting the poor and the needy, where we give of our surplus uh, to support others uh, who can't supply for themselves. Uh, and this is something which the Lord is trying to teach the saints here in providing this. Um, he says in verse 7, If you will that I give unto you a place in the celestial world, you must prepare yourselves by doing the things which I have commanded and required of you. Now I've highlighted this and marked this because I love this verse. Because not only does it again teach us the fact that with this united firm principle that you know it was a celestial law, it provided them you know the opportunity to obey and to be prepared for the celestial kingdom. But actually this could be applicable all the commandments that we try and keep in this in this life that if we are preparing ourselves for the celestial kingdom we need to be living a, a, a celestial life and the things that we do on this earth in keeping the commandments is what celestial living is like um in uh, as Dallin, president Dallin h oaks uh, says this quote i conclude by describing another subtle form of deception an idea that it is enough to hear and believe without acting on belief Many prophets have taught against that deception. It is not enough to know that God lives, that Jesus Christ is our saviour, and that the gospel is true. We must take the high road by acting upon that knowledge. It is not enough to know that President Gordon B. Hinckley is God's prophet. We must put his teachings to work in our lives. It is not enough to have a calling. We must fulfil our responsibilities. The things taught in this conference are not just to fill our minds. They are to motivate and guide our actions. Close quote. To live or to receive celestial glory, we need to be living a celestial life or aiming to live a celestial life or living the principles that celest the celestial kingdom is governed by, which is the laws of God. Um, and I think that we would do well to remember um, that our part is important in developing us, not for saving us or exalting us, because again, as we spoke about in Doctrine and Covenant 76, that relies most heavily and I would argue, outside of um, seeking to obtain the, the covenants and ordinances of the gospel fully on our Saviour. Um, however, we need to be developing ourselves to be prepared for that time, to have that desire to live in that kingdom and be ready for that kingdom. Um, and then in verse 10, uh, we'll conclude with this verse for today, just looking at the time. Uh, it then says... Um, well, in verse 8 it says, And now verily thus saith the Lord, it is expedient that all things be done unto my glory by who, by you who are joined together in this order. Otherwise, uh, or in other words, let my servant Neil K. Whitney and my servant Joseph Smith Jr. and my servant Sidney Rigdon sit in council with the saints which are in Zion. Otherwise Satan seeketh to turn their hearts away from the truth, that they become blinded and understand not the things which are prepared for them. So there's almost a, an invitation here for these brethren to meet together uh, and to understand what is being asked of them and to teach the others. 
and to sit in council with them that are in Zion, because otherwise Satan is going to blind them and help and make them not understand the things which are prepared. Um, and I think that that is one of the things which is the biggest problem when people lose their faith when they're studying church doctrine or they find out something about church history that is not what they thought originally it was, that Satan <clears throat> uses those moments to to blind and to misdirect them and say, well, look at that, you know, you weren't taught that, you know, you, you didn't know this and this can't be right because of this, when they don't perhaps, and that, and that, that moment they stop or they start to lose the spirit because they do not seek out the context, they do not seek the bigger picture, they don't dive deeper into it to find the reasons behind it uh, because they think, well, that's that. Um, President M. Russell Ballard said this, quote, one of Satan's clever tactics is to tempt us con to concentrate on the present and ignore the future. Um, the things which are prepared for them are the promises of eternal life, which come as a result of obedience. The devil attempts to blind us from these rewards. President Heber J. Grant said that if we are faithful in keeping the commandments of God, his promises will be fulfilled to the very letter. The trouble is the adversary of men's souls blinds their minds. He throws dust, so to speak, in their eyes. And they are blinded with the things of this world. He tempts us with the transitory pleasures of the world so that we will not focus our minds and efforts on the things that bring us eternal joy. The devil is a dirty fighter. We must be aware of his tactics. Close quote. Wise words there by President Ballard and President Heber J. Grant about how we need to be aware of, the, of Satan, the adversary and his tactics. Uh, because those tactics will be at play in our lives at various different stages. Uh, and as we seek to stay close to the spirits, then we can try and avoid that. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this study. We will continue uh, with our study of this section tomorrow and conclude that, and then finish off with Doctrine and Covenants 79 and 80 over Saturday and Sunday. Please join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session, where come follow me, and you can email session at gmail.com to share your thoughts on what you've been studying and to join the discussion. Thank you very much for your time, and until we meet again.